Sirius tried not to panic when he heard the announcer on the WWN say that it was nine o'clock. He'd been getting up at five almost every morning since summer, but today he'd had to wait until sunrise for Remus to transform. Despite the full moon, he'd slept amazingly well as Padfoot. Remus still hadn't consented to let him sleep in the shed, so he had kept watch outside the door. Now Remus was upstairs having a bath, and Sirius was making what was for him a late breakfast. He was starving, and, in addition to toast and tea and coffee, was also frying sausage and tomatoes and simmering a pot of baked beans. As breakfast cooked, Sirius mentally went through his list of tasks for the day. He planned to stop by his office at the ministry and pick up some files before heading to Culperot. The new prison had been divided into two separate sections, one for those who had been tried and found guilty, and one for those who were still awaiting trial. At the moment, all of the inhabitants were stunned and being watched over by Aurors and other special guards assigned by the MLES. It was so quiet there. He wasn't sure what was more disturbing, the constant noise and babbling that had filled the air when Azkaban had been in operation, or the overwhelming silence that seemed to echo off the walls in Culperot. They had to find a way of keeping the prisoners inside while awake, without using Dementors as guards. The sophisticated wards that currently surrounded the fortress were strong, but not new, and it was possible to break them from inside or out with only slight intelligence of the facility. He decided he'd better pester Arthur about finding more people to help Penelope with that imprisonment charm. Crookshanks purred loudly and rubbed against Sirius's leg. Sorry, he said, reaching down to stroke the cat's fluffy coat. You're hungry, I suppose. With a sharp whine, Crookshanks followed Sirius to his food bowl. I'll do that. Ginny had just opened the back door. She was carrying the pile of blankets and pillows from the shed. She looked a bit tired. Her eyes were puffy, and her hair was pulled into a not-so-neat knot at the back of her head. Did you sleep well? Wonderfully, Sirius answered, stretching a little, and then reaching to the shelf for the cat food. Not that it did me much good. What about you? You look like you didn't get much yourself. You weren't up worrying, I hope. I'm okay, she answered, shaking her head when he held out a piece of toast to her. I'm just going to go wash these. Are you making breakfast? Sirius looked at her questioningly. The smell of sausage and the toast in his hand made it rather obvious that was what he was doing. Jenny sighed. I was supposed to do that, she mumbled, trying to get a better grip on all of the pillows and blankets in her arms. It's all right, Jenny. Remus entered the kitchen and sat down on a stool. His hair was still wet. I'm sure whatever Sirius is fried up is edible. Okay, said Jenny. Sirius thought that she looked a bit red in the face as she walked past both of them, tripping a bit on one of the blankets that dragged along the floor. Remus gave her a reassuring smile, and she looked relieved, but stopped in the doorway. Sirius, do you need anything from the village? I'm going shopping for a few things in a bit. Sirius shook his head. No thanks. He watched as Ginny stumbled out of the room and up the stairs. What's going on? asked Sirius, motioning toward Ginny with a spatula. What do you mean? I mean, why are you letting her run around doing all this housework when she looks so tired? Her mother will kill us if we don't take care of her properly. She's not our house elf. She looks terrible. You can talk. Sirius grinned. So can you. You sprouted a few more gray hairs last night, Mooney. Remus sighed. 
It's part of her detention. And it's lucky for her that I didn't send an owl home. I will next time. Her what? Sirius was surprised. Ever since Jenny had made that first batch of Wolfsbane potion, he'd found it difficult to find fault with anything that she did. What has she done that warrants a detention? She got a bit too involved in her homework. And you're punishing her? Sirius chortled. If you had been my professor, I would have never had detention. This is different. Sirius handed a cup of tea to Remus, who took a sip, grimaced, and reached for the sugar bowl. You aren't going to give me any more of an explanation? It's simple, said Remus, reaching up to yank a hair out of his head and then scrutinizing it. This one's still brown. Anyway, Remus tossed the hair aside. I told her at the beginning of September that she shouldn't rush her training as a healer. I told her that she shouldn't, couldn't, work with people yet, and that it would make her sick if she tried. So she tried. On who? Who do you think? Sirius dropped the frying pan onto the top of the cooker with a thump. Remus winced and pinched the bridge of his nose, as if to ward off a headache. Sorry, Sirius mumbled. She tried to heal Harry? Is he ill? What's wrong with him? Realizing that he was whispering for no good reason, he cleared his throat and, trying to sound nonchalant, asked, Did it work? Remus was now staring at him as if he were the biggest idiot on the planet. He spoke very deliberately. Harry has been spending his time flying around Azkaban on a dragon. He spends ten hours a day within fifty feet of the Dementors. No, he's not exactly in the best of health, at least not mentally. Haven't you noticed how amazingly cheerful he seemed since starting that job? Didn't it seem strange to you? Closing his eyes, Sirius said, I thought he was just happy. I thought that he and Ginny were, well, good, and he's been acting just like James did. And that was the truth. He hadn't given it much thought. He'd been relieved the past few weeks that Harry had seemed so relaxed and easygoing. In a way, it had been as if Prongs had rejoined them. Sirius knew that Harry was his own person, that there were very great differences between father and son, but it had been so comforting to come home in the evenings, see Harry sitting in the study with Ginny. It made Sirius feel as if everything was returning to the normalcy that he had known when Prongs was alive. Ginny, Remus continued, has been deliberately absorbing all of Harry's negative energies. It's not healthy for either of them. Controlling these sorts of powers can take years to refine. Does Harry know that's what's been going on? He knows now. Haven't you noticed he hasn't been here since Saturday? Although, Remus stopped and seemed to be choosing his words very carefully. Sirius knew what was coming, no matter how Remus might try to word it. It's not like you've been around here much yourself lately. Sirius deliberately plunked two pieces of toast onto a plate and then dumped some beans on top. Remus hated it when his food touched. Mooney, I thought we'd agreed not to get into that. Right, said Remus briskly. So, what are you going to do today, then? Well, Sirius tried to remember what he'd been planning earlier and found that he'd drawn a blank. He was worried about Harry. He thought about going to Azkaban. He hadn't been there since before they'd started riding the dragons. He hadn't had time. 
and the Dementors had been more of an effect on him than he'd cared to admit. Besides, he'd promised Remus that he would stay away. I'll be spending most of the day at Culperat, he said with false brightness. Ron marked up a bunch of files yesterday afternoon, and I've got to sort through them today. There's a trial tomorrow. Ron's been keeping busy, helping you with all this research. He has, said Remus, toasting two more pieces of bread with a violent shake of his wand that singed the edges of the toast. Remus probably hadn't meant to start a fight. After all, he'd just transformed a few hours earlier. When are you going to start paying him? Dunno, answered Sirius. There had been many nights in the past few weeks when Sirius had been disappointed to see Ron go off to the pub, especially when they had been so close to finding new information on a case. But he didn't know if he was allowed to hire help. I suppose I'll stop by and see Arthur this morning, then. Find out what the Ministry can afford. Do you really think Ron will want to quit the pub? Remus laughed. You won't know unless you ask, will you?' 